1993, a Canadian team, that's Canadian with an A-N at the end, will be in the Stanley Cup Final. For the second time in that same span, it'll be the Canadiens, that's with an E-N at the end, who will be that team. Good morning to you. Good Friday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is Daily Shot of Penguins. Comes your way bright and early every weekday. If you're into football and or baseball, I also offer up daily shots of Steelers and Pirates right where you found this. 3-2 Habs over the Golden Knights in overtime last night in a joyeux Montreal. I took eight years of French, by the way, and like still have a hard time hailing a cab in Montreal. Just didn't do me any good. Like, not conversant level French. Like, enough that you could just, like, conjugate verbs. But I digress. Habs are in the final. And this is something that a lot of people have feared. And I'm not sure why. But I strongly suspect that if the Islanders do, in fact, overcome the lightning bolts tonight in Game 7... Of the other semi, we're going to hear to no end about how defense is back and boring hockey is back in the NHL. I'm just trying still to find evidence of that. I talked about this a lot when the Penguins were facing the Islanders in the first round, but if the Islanders are a good defensive team... Why is it that they don't play good defense? Why is it that they give up tons of shots? And yes, that includes high danger chances because they aren't particularly good at that either. They don't have great goaltending. They do play a boring style. They do a lot of skating backward after an aggressive forecheck. But I don't know that I'd look at the Islanders and say they're boring. You know, they have some guys on that team who are uh, legit standout players, notably up front. If you watch Matt Barzal and think he's boring, then you just, you just have no idea what you're watching as it relates to hockey. And the Habs are, uh, they're different. The Habs, they're more effective defensively. But I I wouldn't look at them as boring either. They've done plenty enough scoring, and they've done it in ways that at times can floor you with the talent that they've got. Last night, the overtime goal by Arturi Lekkanen was, was breathtaking from a team standpoint. The number of touches on the puck, the way they just went flying into the Vegas zone. The way the goal was scored uh, itself with such authority by Lekkonen. And even then, it was a distant, and I do mean really distant, second-best goal of the game, at least in terms of artistic value to the one that Cole Caulfield scored earlier, chipping the puck past the defenseman in the neutral zone, blowing by him, Cutting inside, 
and then just roofing the puck. And I mean just obliterating Robin Leonard to the glove side. Kid's 22 years old. He's going to be a fixture with the United States Olympic team or international teams for years. This kid's a blast to watch. He's not boring. Nick Suzuki's a lot of fun to watch. He's also young. You know, Jesperi Kotkaniemi is a is a good young player. I mentioned Lekkonen already. Uh, sure, they have their, you know, Corey Perry and Eric Stahl guys to round out the roster and put in that, uh, you know, Stanley Cup veteran flavor that you always got to have. They also made the Habs a lot bigger than they'd been in the past. But they're not boring. I, I, I don't see where the, where the Canadians are boring. Uh, you don't see them not forechecking. You don't see them uh, doing the stuff that, I mean, I guess I'll always go back to the New Jersey Devils of the mid-90s and into the early 2000s for about a decade straight there where the Devils really ruined the game by being as careful and guarded uh, as they were and never forechecking. I mean, they would just stand there and wiggle their sticks in the neutral zone. Well, that doesn't exist anymore, and I really don't believe that it can exist with the way hockey is called. And don't laugh at that. Just because the refs have let a lot of rough stuff go in these playoffs, as I was talking about on this program earlier this week, it doesn't mean that obstruction is back in the game. It's not. It's just not. So I, I'm not concerned about these Canadians being in the final. I'm, I'd be a little bit more concerned if the Islanders join them, if only because the perception will become so overwhelming. Wow, look at the powerhouse offenses that they eliminated. Uh, you know, along the way, you know, Colorado and I don't know if you consider Edmonton to be that because they have two great players, but Edmonton and uh, the Maple Leafs and, you know, even the Penguins going back. The Penguins actually were more effective against the Islanders than anybody's been since. And you could say, see, defense is back. Defense is winning. And perception, a lot of the time, can carry the day. And it can be influential on other teams' executives. And they can say, well, look, we're going to be more in this mold, the Montreal slash New York mold. We're going to be like those teams. But I don't see it. I don't see it. You know what? If I'm another executive, and this includes Ron Hextall, by the way, and I'm looking at the Habs. Let's just stick with them. And I'm looking at the Habs. I'm not thinking about, you know, how the Penguins could improve themselves systematically or something. I'm thinking about where can I get me one of those Cole Caulfields? This kid's unbelievable. He could change everything about this franchise. I mean, they don't they don't grow on trees. But that's that's the difference maker here. Caulfield came along late in the regular season. The Habs were slow uh, to bring him along. They were criticized for that, as you would expect, up in Quebec. But he he didn't just come along. He he's exploded. 
I'd be looking at those guys and Suzuki. You know, these are these aren't big guys, to say the least. Caulfield's a really little dude. But he's making plays, and he's the one that's stealing the the headlines, I guess, at least from a you know, from a a flair point of view. Obviously the Canadians are where they are because of Carey Price and Shea Weber, principally. But the kids up front are the ones that are making it happen. And they're exciting. And I'm excited to see more of them. And I'm not at all worried about what it might lead to in Pittsburgh or anyone else. Oh, and one other thing. There's another team in the NHL that does a backward pseudo trap once they lose possession in the attacking zone. And it happens to be the one that's based in Pittsburgh. Mike Sullivan's had that as part of his game plan from the day he arrived in Pittsburgh. It didn't ruin the Penguins. It didn't change their DNA. It didn't alter their identity. Everything's going to be just fine. When we come back, just one question. Back to Daily Shot of Penguins. This portion of the show is always brought to you by the Greater Pittsburgh Community Food Bank, where they are committed to providing food for all of our neighbors in need across western Pennsylvania. And they, in turn, need your help. Go to pittsburghfoodbank.org to find out about the difference that you can make. pittsburghfoodbank.org. Today's Just One Question comes from Donnie, who asks, Hey, DK, Chris Lee has been the poster boy for all this ref hate in the playoffs, but this has been a whole systematic problem. How has Stephen Walkham, the head of NHL officiating, avoided the heat? I mean, I don't know about anyone else, but I think it's been so bad he should step down or be fired. The NHL needs to go in a different direction. Donnie, there's a chance you might be right. There's a chance that Wacom is, in fact, terrible at his job. Wacom, for anybody who doesn't know, was a ref himself for a number of years. Has Pittsburgh roots, actually. And I've had the opportunity to communicate with him in the past. Always been a real pro. He doesn't have anything to do with this. Or at least very, very, very little to do with this. I think if you want to place any kind of blame on Wacom, meaning that would be isolated, it would be for Chris Lee, just a terrible, terrible ref, still being assigned to games this deep into the playoffs. There's no reason Lee should be working games after some of the infractions that he's looked right at and not even flinched. But going past that, if you fired Wacom tomorrow, not a thing changes. Not a thing changes. This decision or this bid to influence in some nebulous way these playoffs 
comes from way over Wacom's head. And that's why I keep going to Gary Bettman. Not that I think that Gary Bettman is sitting around by day going, man, this would be great if nobody called any penalties. I don't think it works like that. But Gary Bettman has created, and I mean long ago, a culture where the knuckleheads run the place. Where Colin Campbell, Colin Campbell is still there. Wrap your head around that one. The ultimate dinosaur in a building full of dinosaurs. Colin Campbell is still there and still influential. That blows my mind. This was the guy who used to be the entire department, basically, meaning player safety. And he didn't care at all if somebody got hurt or whatever, what precedents were being set or ruined. He's still there. Why? Why? What could he possibly be adding to the quality of this game? But he is. And this is the way this place has operated. Bettman surrounded himself with dinosaurs when he took the post. He felt it would protect him from being seen as the outsider, having come from serving as the deputy commissioner in the NBA. He would surround himself with people that he perceived as being hockey people, hockey tough guys, hockey macho guys. Campbell was one of those. There are others who are still there. I don't believe for a split second that Bettman watches these games and has that much of an opinion on whether or not more toughness is needed or less toughness is needed or whatever. I've believed forever that he just listens to these fossils and says, oh, yes, of course, you, hockey guy, you know. Goes along with it and goes back to doing whatever business stuff he normally does by day. I really, really believe that. Stephen Walkham won't change a thing. Getting rid of Chris Lee wouldn't change a thing. Getting rid of Colin Campbell would change a lot. Think higher. Think bigger. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Penguins. Not just today, but all week long and really all the time. Uh, if you like what you're hearing, if you like the fact that we keep doing it year-round, pass the word. Let's help it grow. Leave a review, whether that's on uh, your favorite podcasting platform or YouTube or anywhere else that we put this. Uh, it makes a difference. Commenting makes a difference. Giving it a like or a thumbs up or whatever, it all makes a difference. Helps us in the search rankings and so forth. Uh, I really enjoy doing it. And, and would love to continue seeing it grow and, and succeed the way that it has. We'll have another one of these on Monday.